Assalamualaikum and hello everyone. Welcome to our Speak Up podcast together with Isaac and UMP. So, let me welcome our beloved speakers today. Firstly, we have a special guest together with us, Puan Shidatul Azwar Binti Samsudin from SMK Ubay. Puan Shidatul has been in the profession as a teacher for over 22 years. Wow, that's quite a long. Teacher, please say hi to others. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me today. Hi, teachers. Thanks for being here with us. Next, we have Izati. Hello, everyone. Uh, hi, Amir. I'm Izati and I'm 21 years old, a second year student doing bachelor's degree in anthropology and sociology in University Malaya. Thank you for having me today. Hi, Izati. Next is Diana. Hello, I am Diana. I am 21 years old and currently doing diploma in science in UIKM Zengkel. Nice to meet you, Ami. Nice to meet you too, Liana. Okay, so we have great people with us today. So let's move on to our topic, urban area students versus rural area students. In this podcast, we will talk about the difference between rural and urban area students and how these differences Uh, affect students' performance, and also what we can do in order to provide equal um, opportunity for these two different area students, so that every student can achieve what they want for their future. So, regarding our podcast topic, what do you think are the factors that affect students' performance? So, Izati, how about you, Professor? Sure. Okay. So for me, family. Family dynamics play a huge role in a student's performance, whether it be family members or the background or the lifestyle. Each aspect may affect a student in various ways. Education is a long-lasting process, and academic performance in primary education plays a crucial role in obtaining further educational opportunities. Of course, the uh, these factors are not set in stone and are entirely subjective. Studies studies actually show that uh, differences in students who come from uh, different backgrounds uh, and initial academic skills are correlated with home environments where low literacy involvement and chronic stress negatively affect a child's academic performance. Parents from low socioeconomic background, regardless of where they come from or where they are situated in, are less likely to have the financial resources or time availability to provide children with with academic support. Because of the limitation of family resources, parents with low income are usually not able to invest sufficiently in terms of time and attention in their children's education which affects their children's academic achievement and to add on high high income families uh, they will rely on sources from tutors and other external people they do not personally check on their kids at home wow that's quite interesting but is it do you mind to elaborate more about the part that you say um Parents are too busy earning money that they abandon their children's education and well-being. Okay. Ah, uh, for ah, uh, I do not mean to say that. What I meant to say was the priority for work is not an intentional form of neglect. 
their main goal is to gain more money to provide more for their family, as in providing exercise books or tuition fees for their children. Although these hardworking parents keep in mind that they want their children to excel, it is difficult for schooling children to focus without their main support system around, as opposed to parents with socio with higher socioeconomic status, they usually participate in their children's learning activities, pay more attention to communication with teachers, and often improve their children's academic through financial means. Uh, so that's all from me. What do you think, Liana? Uh, yes, I agree with you, Izati. The more parental involvement, the more students are likely to excel in academics. Everything starts at home. However, there are also some external factors that affect a student's academic performance, such as resources and student-teacher ratio in the school. Some students have greater access to resources and therefore have opportunities that are not easily accessible to other students. Like Izati said, these resources include tuition centers for extra classes and lessons, computers, and internet connection. These facilities are expected to help students to learn to enhance their readiness for higher education opportunities. Moving on to the teacher-student ratio in a school, Smaller classes allow teachers to easily manage their students and have more time to engage with their students. The more individual attention to a student receives, the more their learning improves, the higher their chances for academic success. Shortage of teachers in a school is due to inadequate salary, poor work conditions, and schools that expect the teachers to cover several grades at the same time, causing overwork. So that is my opinion regarding the factors affecting the student's performance. Back to you, Ami. Mm, that's a nice point. Yes, I agree with Izati that parents also play a big role in providing a positive learning environment for every student. Not only that, but like Liana said, that the resources and teacher-student ratio also are the factors that affect students' achievement. So let's move to the next question. Since our topic is about two contrast situations, so Izati, can you explain to us the difference between students' performance in rural and urban areas? Thank you, Ame. Uh, so in my opinion, both areas have their own fair share of factors that lead to their success or the opposite. It is clear that many rural schools in Malaysia could not provide for their students uh, with adequate uh, teaching and learning. In a study regarding low performance for students done by Ad Adele in 2002, students in rural areas have lower performance compared to students in urban areas because it is related to their parents' education. Majority of parents in rural areas are less educated due to limited resources or they are simply not equipped with the same qualifications as parents in urban areas. The survey from the study found that the rural students felt no pressure to attain good performance when their parents' expectations towards education were low. The family background is the most important and weighty factor in determining the academic performance of learners. On the other hand, urban students are influenced by work-oriented people and are driven to excel in their studies to get good jobs. This results in a clear difference between the students from each respective area. 
Although there are students from rural areas who obtain amazing results in their school examinations due to hard work in order to prioritize their education before anything else. Their performance in communication are, are also prominent in both areas. Some rural students may lack confidence to put themselves out there or feel inferior as compared to urban area students. Yeah, that's quite true, exactly. Um, students in rural areas have less opportunity compared to urban area students that may lead to poor communication skills and confidence to speak up. So let's hear out what Madam thinks about it. Please, Madam. Thank you very much, Mr. Ameh, for the question. Okay, before I proceed to my answer, I would like to congratulate uh, Liana and also Izati for having good insights uh, on educational issues. Um, besides that, I also would like to um, say that uh, I agree with Izati when she says that family plays an important role in determining a child's uh, success. Okay, it is undeniable that all parents would try their best to send their children to the best schools. Okay, moving on to the question, right? Uh, why is there a difference in the level of performance between a rural school and urban school? Okay, I, my opinion is that uh, the best students would always want to go to the best schools. And most good schools are situated in the urban area. Okay, when I say uh, good schools or the best schools, I'm not referring to the facilities that the schools have. This is because I believe that all schools, regardless of the location, have been equipped with sufficient facilities to assist the teachers in their teaching and students in their learning. What I meant is uh, the school status, right? Um, in the old days, there are only two types of schools. That is boarding schools like MRSM and SBPs. And then the other one is the day school. Okay. Nowadays, uh, we have another special status schools. I don't know whether people are aware or not. But besides the uh, SBPs and MRSMs, we also have another uh, special status school. Uh, for example, uh, Sekolah Cluster Kecemerlangan and uh, Sekolah Berprestasi Tinggi. Okay, so um, I'm I'm going to talk based on a, a, a secondary school teacher's experience. Okay, I can't really. Uh, mention or give response on uh, from a primary school uh, teacher's perspective because I have never taught in primary school and uh, I believe that uh, for primary school uh, there is um, less choices okay um, uh, this is with reference to what I'm going to say later Okay, like I mentioned before, uh, we have different status of schools. Okay, before this, we only have uh, only boarding school and day school. But uh, nowadays, we have also special standard 
for special status day schools like Sekolah Berprestasi Tinggi and um, Sekolah Klasik Kecemerlangan. Okay, so uh, these schools, they are also given the privilege to set uh, certain standards or requirements before accepting any students to join their institution. Okay, um, these schools like uh, SBT and SKK, Sekolah uh, Berprestasi Tinggi and uh, Sekolah Kelas Dekat Cemerlangan, they are more accessible as opposed to uh, SBP and MRSM. Okay, um, they are more accessible because uh, they are situated in smaller towns, which uh, allows for students from rural areas to commute to school. So, for peop- for students who are reluctant to to be apart from their family, you know, to to stay um, in hostels, so they can still go to the special schools and uh, do not. Enroll in the school that is situated in their village. Okay, so that leave no choices for the teachers who are teaching in the rural areas. We teachers who are teaching in the rural areas have no say in determining uh, who to accept as our students. Uh, we have to accept all students regardless of their academic performance or their disciplinary problems okay uh, rural area teachers have to accept everybody we do not set certain standards that only for a students can be accepted to our school no we don't have the right to say that we accept every student that say that they want to come to school and study uh, and we are obliged to help and brush up the students uh, in order for them to you know to to utilize the knowledge for their future we have to teach them uh, whatever skills that they need and um, when it comes to uh, exam time we have to try to help them to be excellent and um, sometimes we we manage to produce good students uh, in pt3 okay uh, so the the form 3 exam all right but the cycle continues in the sense that when these students achieve good results for their PT3, they uh, will apply for a place to go to special schools like boarding schools, MRSM, SBT schools. So we will again be left with students of lower performance. And we have to help them uh, to succeed in the SPM. So actually, what choices do we have um, in fighting or, or in um, competing with uh, the students in uh, rural areas? We have equipments, yes. We have facil- facilities, yes. But um, at the end of the day, we don't get uh, good students uh, like what they have in uh, the schools in the urban areas. Well, some people might say that uh, not all urban students are uh, high achievers to begin with. Yes, I understand. But um, sometimes uh, it helps to have a bit of competition in the school. You know, when uh, when you have 
uh, a few good students in the class, it can keep up the the competing spirit, and you want to try more uh, to improve yourself. But when everybody is at the same par as you are, then the motivation drops, and the students will feel. Uh, comfortable in their own zone and they will not try very hard to improve uh, their studies. How is that, Anji Amer? I hope that answers the question. So, okay. Madam thinks that for rural area schools, they have to accept everyone regardless of their academic performance before and the disciplinary not like some urban areas schools uh, like SBP and SKK that only accept good standard students. So that's one of the reasons uh, why it's hard for students from rural areas compete with urban area students. So I can see the point here and that's quite interesting and true. As we know now, everyone is facing difficult times because of the pandemic, right? So some adults have lost their occupation, some are working from home, and mostly all the students have their learning online. So I want to know how do current situation, that's uh, MCO, which are online learning, uh, affect the students? Oh, that's actually a great question, Amir. In my opinion, the current situation especially affects the students living in the rural areas in Malaysia. This is because they suffer from poor internet connectivity. One of the reasons is that internet service providers are always concerned with maximizing their profit. Thus, they tend to overlook more sparsely populated locations because there aren't enough potential customers. Next, even if they have internet connection, it brings to the question of whether they have access to electronic devices. The students in the rural areas may not be privileged enough to have access to these devices for online learning programs. This may cause the students to get left behind in their studies and may lack the motivation since there are a lot of things to catch up on. What do you think, teacher Ezra? The current situation of the pandemic, I would say that it, it affects everybody, be it people in the rural or the urban area, a worker or even a student. I think that the impact varies in the sense that some people might say that if you live in the urban area, then there shouldn't be a problem for you to access the internet and join the online classes. But then again, like what Liana said just now, the effect is greater in the sense that sometimes students live in an area with excellent internet coverage, but they lack in the device, so they still have problems in joining online classes. For rural area students, they might be affected because of the poor internet connection, but teaching and learning in the era of the pandemic is not limited to online learning only. Rural students are mostly students who come from the same area or from a few villages around the school area or living in the Felda settlement. They are easier to be contacted and visited by the teacher for offline learning. Rural school students are not like university students who travel far from home for the sake of acquiring education. Therefore, even when people are complaining about the um, ineffectiveness of online learning, these students can continue learning with their teachers offline. Uh, this means that the teachers send or leave modules for students to complete 
and then collect them for feedback. So um, I would say that rural area students are not as badly affected by the um, work from home situation as long as they do put in the initiative to respond to the tasks given or provided by the teacher. Yeah, I'm quite agree with you guys. Online learning with unstable, uh, with an unstable internet connection is really stressing out. Yes, I definitely agree. Even those uh, who have good internet access, they might face others' uh, technical problems. But like Madam said, uh, learning during this pandemic uh, also can be offline, not only limited to online one means um, the teacher can provide the students some modules and other learning materials like um, slide or exercise and collect their uh, words as a feedback of their understanding. Okay, um, since we found out the difference of students' performance between rural and urban areas, and we also knew the causes of the differential, so what do you think we can do to reduce the gap of academic performance between the rural and urban area students? So, teacher as well. Wow, that's a very tough question there. Um, I would say that um, the government plays the greatest role in ensuring that there is no gap or discrimination for students to acquire knowledge especially not because of where they live. Mm, like I said earlier, when I talked about the special status schools, well, actually, they are one of the evidences that the government is trying to help rural area students who are excellent in their studies but did not get to secure a place in boarding schools like MRSM or SBPs. So the government, or rather the ministry, come up with um, a more accessible version of special schools for these students. Another excellent example of how the government plays a crucial role in bridging the gap is the PPSMI project in 2003. Okay? PPSMI was a program in which maths and science teachers have to teach uh, these subjects in English. Okay. The government invested a huge sum of money to upgrade and equip schools with facilities like LCD projectors and provide laptops for teachers to use in their teaching. Um, the government also sent teachers for training to improve the English and to provide materials to be used in the teaching and learning process. English teachers have to mentor science and maths teachers so that they have the confidence and sufficient language to teach mathematics and science in English. PPSMI was carried out successfully even in the remotest areas of Sabah and Sarawak because our government provided all the basic equipment and facilities needed to all the schools throughout the nation. As for online learning, we were all caught off guard when the pandemic struck last year. The government didn't have the time nor the means to come up with strategic plans for online learning. I guess that is one of the glitches that uh, is hampering the process of um, having online learning nowadays. Okay, however, I believe that the government are slowly coping up with the situation 
and have successfully come up with uh, at least one solution for teaching and learning. Uh, that is with the launch of uh, Didik TV recently. Um, I think that Didik TV uh, can compensate for the lacking of uh, internet connection or devices uh, problem um, in students, be it from rural area or urban areas. Okay, um, for me, I, I agree with uh, teacher as well. And um, I see that the, gov the government is still continuing the usage of uh, the national education philosophy's vision which aims for a balanced education for urban and rural students. This has had a huge impact on improving our education quality. Every child is continuously encouraged to learn how to continue acquiring knowledge throughout their lives to be able to connect different pieces of knowledge and most importantly, in a knowledge-based economy to create new fields of study. Every child nationwide, rural or urban, is motivated to master a range of important cognitive skills, including problem solving, reasoning, creative thinking, and innovation by the government. Nevertheless, the education gap is still apparent with this vision. Yeah, that's right, Izati. The performance gap is still present. The burden of academic performance should not rely on teachers, schools, or the government totally. Parents are also responsible for making sure that the performance gap is reduced. Although low-income parents can't afford to provide, they should help their children in terms of giving them more support and motivation to learn. Parents can monitor the learning progress of their child and the performance by simply asking and accompanying them while they are doing their work. Not only that, but parents should also have a mindset of how important education is so that the child will study hard to get a good result. Some parents are less likely to expect their children to advance their education, and this is due to their economic circumstances. For example, their children might have to work straight away after finishing their secondary school in order to lessen their parents' burden or to entirely support their families. Thus, this attitude of parents towards education is reflected in the child's classroom behavior and prevents them from pursuing a higher level of education and attaining more knowledge to be able to secure a more fulfilling job. Parents have to realize the advantages of education and how it is a lifelong, non-ending learning process. I guess that's all from me. Well, we can say that everyone is responsible to improve our current education system into a better one. So what can we conclude from the discussion just now? We realized that there are several issues that have occurred about um, the students' performance between two different areas, right? Yana and Izati have explained to us the factors that develop into students' performance and how they obstruct the students from getting better education. And our speakers also share some solutions on what we can do to reduce the gap in contrast between urban and rural area students' performance in order to improve our education system so that uh, every student um, in the rural area can receive equal opportunity just like other students from urban areas. In addition, I would like to highlight one important thing from today's podcast that 
the learning environment is really important for students. The more better education they receive, the higher chance in developing society. Youth is a diamond. They are our future. Hope in making the world into a better place. Many thanks to our speakers, Madam, Madam Ezwa, Izati, and Liana for the sharing. So everyone stay tuned for our next podcast, which is about students' interest in learning STEM.